0: You're listening to the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle Podcast, episode number 115, and March happens to be National Insomnia Awareness Month. So today we are dropping the mic on how having a better sleep hygiene can improve your overall sleep. So you're not going to want to miss this one, and it's not going to put you to sleep. Trust me, it's really informative. So let's dive in. Hey there, and welcome to the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Broad, Millennial Women's Health Guide and Certified Women's Health Nurse Practitioner. I invite you to join me and hundreds of other women who are curious about their health, want to be their number one self-care advocate, and want to build a health portfolio that is robust enough to carry them through every facet of their lives. The Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle Podcast is the only resource you need to start, grow, or level up your health to the fullest potential. Discover why women all over the globe call the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle Podcast their go-to women's wellness hub, where we talk about women's wellness, we talk about business life, and everything in between, all the things that pertain to us women being healthy. We are more than just a podcast. We are a community. Well, hey there, ladies, and welcome back to another episode and to a new month. We're in March, and March happens to have National Insomnia Awareness as one of its days so I thought that it would be a good thing to come here on the podcast and talk about that because one complaint that I get every day in my practice is women of all ages having issues in getting a good night's sleep but few of them probably like many of you may not realize that insomnia issues may be directly related to the lack of having a sleep hygiene Sleep hygiene. We're going to talk about it. If you're one of these women, you might know that you have issues with getting proper sleep, but aren't sure exactly why. I'm one of those women who has trouble getting a proper night's sleep. I toss and turn, I kind of know why, and it's something that I've been working on for a long time and I will continue to work on because I do want to get it much better. So, while women experience sleep disturbances for a variety of reasons, some of these reasons being stress, poor diet, medical or mental health conditions other women and perhaps you just might need one simple thing and that is to improve your sleep hygiene but before i get into what a sleep hygiene is i first need to discuss with you some things that you that can affect you as a woman especially you know being a woman in the area of sleep so i'm just going to talk about two of those reasons here today and the first one is um hormonal disorders, because there's a ton of research, ladies, that shows that women of all ages can experience dramatic sleep issues when they're dealing with hormonal disorders or hormonal imbalances. So I want to take a look at how how each one of these hormones can cause an imbalance in us. So the first one is progesterone. Progesterone acts as a natural anti-anxiety effect on your body because it affects your GABA receptors, which in turn is responsible for non-REM sleep. Progesterone also helps with brain fog, night sweats, and is needed to keep your estrogen in balance. So estrogen and progesterone love to play together. And when either one is either too much or too little and compared to the other, you can have a lot of hormonal havoc going on. The next one is estrogen. It is responsible for allowing you to fall asleep fast, stay asleep, and staying asleep longer. Okay. It has a major role in your body utilizing serotonin and magnesium. Both of these are needed in the sleep cycle. Magnesium is one of those sleep minerals that is needed. Serotonin is your feel good hormone. An imbalance in estrogen can also lead to night sweats and hot flashes. And those can cause you to wake up in the middle of the night. Sometimes, I don't know if you ladies experience ever waking up when your t-shirts are ringing wet. It may be around your period time. It may be throughout different cycles, but it's not fun. And when you have to keep tossing those covers off all night long and then putting them back on, it doesn't lead to a good night's sleep. So when it comes to testosterone, and yes, women, we do need testosterone as well. And the research is showing that women may need testosterone more than was previously thought because testosterone really affects a large part of our bodies as well. So you see, testosterone levels have been shown to be higher during REM sleep. So if you're having trouble getting into REM sleep, just because you have trouble sleeping, then your levels could be lower, okay, causing you to have a lower libido, And in return, if your levels are low, then it can be, it can impact you getting into REM sleep. So you kind of see it's a vicious cycle there. It's not good all the way around. The next one is melatonin. Melatonin is a hormone produced by your penile gland that's in your brain that controls your sleep-wake cycles. Your melatonin levels start to rise as light diminishes in the evening, and it starts to decrease as the morning approaches. Okay. Now, talking about the next number two issue is happens to be stress. So I also want to talk about a hormone as well in this section, because that hormone is cortisol. And it is the hormone that your adrenal gland produces in relationship to stress. A balanced cortisol level is one that rises in the morning and slowly falls during the day and is low at nighttime. Okay. So as cortisol rises in the morning, melatonin, decreases. As cortisol should fall in the evening, melatonin rises in the in the evening. So you've also heard me talk about adrenal fatigue on the podcast before, and that's where chronic stress can lead to low levels in the morning and elevated levels in the evening, thus leading to sleep issues. Because remember, cortisol should rise in the morning and it should fall in the evening. It should be the opposite with melatonin and they should be in sync with one another. But when you are constantly under stress and you have that prolonged state of stress, it can throw those levels off big time. So stress can take various forms and it can be precipitated by a variety of environmental, professional, and personal causes. You see, ladies, everyone deals with a certain amount of stress. So while we can't always avoid it entirely, we need and should be able to reduce it or look at ways to try to reduce it. So you need to try to find ways to reduce the stress, whether it's from personal relationships, work, home, or life. And once you've narrowed down the main source of your stress, then you can try to eliminate them or at least learn how to manage them better. So the first thing in trying to reduce stress and help your cortisol level is, is to identify where that stress is coming from. And then once you've identified it, then you can at least try to put in factors that are going to help you to diminish it, or at least, you know, either get rid of it altogether or diminish it. Okay. This might mean that you have to find enough time for self-care, avoiding certain toxic people, leading to your stress in your life, or working on healthier daily habits to overcome it. So those are three ways that you can kind of look at to kind of eliminate or help decrease the stress. Now, there are some specific medications that can cause you to have insomnia. Some of those medications include, you know, hypertensive medicines as beta, such as beta blockers. They can include corticosteroids such as prednisone or medrol dose packs. A lot of people are getting steroids during the um, COVID pandemic. Some of them are diuretics. A lot of women, you know, especially younger women are taking diuretics to help them lose weight, to keep the water off and or over-the-counter medications such as cold or flu medications can also cause you to have sometimes insomnia issues. So you just need to look at what's in these medications. And if you're taking them on a regular basis, maybe they might be leading to some of your insomnia issues. There's also certain foods and beverages that can cause that. Okay. Because they have stimulating substances like caffeine and caffeine is in tea. It comes in coffee and it's even in chocolate. And you may not even realize that stimulants, especially if ingested in the evening or prior to, you know, individual's regular bedtime can cause you to have more insomnia issues. So remember, it's not just caffeinated coffee or soft drinks that might keep you up from sleeping at night. It could be something as simple as chocolate, as having chocolate for dessert, which is also known as a stimulant. Okay. So if you're one of those people that reaches for that little bit of chocolate in the evening, you know, this may entice you to not do that. Maybe you have You know, there are chocolate herbal teas out there that won't cause that stimulating effect. The next thing that I want to talk to you about also has to do with one of your other hormones, and that is having a poor diet. Now I know a lot of people keep telling me, Michelle, my gosh, you always are harping on a poor diet that we need to eat better. Well, ladies, here's kind of a reason why. Poor eating habits or the consumption of non nutritious foods can elicit fluctuations in your blood sugar and in turn your insulin levels. And your insulin level, insulin happens to be another one of your major hormones. Blood sugar variations, especially when they occur during the evening or during someone's regular sleeping hours can cause periods of hunger that interrupt rest cycles. Okay. So if your body is either digesting, like I've talked about too, if you eat too close to going to bed and, or if your insulin levels are up and down, they could trigger you to be hungry at night. So you wake up and you're famished and you want to go get something to eat. So that's why it's important to have a healthy, nutritious diet. Okay. Okay. So now that we've talked about those two main issues for women, one being hormonal imbalances and the other being stress and how our hormones play a factor in that and how stress does and what we can do about it, let's now look at how a sleep hygiene can help us to get back on track. Because basically ladies, a sleep hygiene is defined as the habits and procedures that you follow to get a good night's sleep to be fully alert the next day. But unfortunately, too many people do not have strong habits in place to maximize their rest. That's why today I wanted to give you a simple list of ways that you can use to improve your sleep hygiene dramatically because the habits that you practice can either improve or derail your overall sleep, ladies. Okay. These are habits many of you don't even think about and definitely don't realize affect your ability to get a good night's sleep. Okay. Think about what you do shortly before bed. Maybe you have a bath or a shower, brush your teeth, listen to some music, or watch TV. These are all habits that you probably do every night without even thinking about it, right? So some habits are great and can encourage good sleep, but others can actually keep you from falling asleep on time and disrupt your sleep rhythm, causing you to go in and out of sleep cycles multiple times throughout the night. And this can cause you to feel fatigued and sluggish throughout the day, the next day. Okay. So sleep hygiene is just a variety of different practices and habits that are necessary to have a good nighttime sleep quality and full daytime alertness. Alrighty. So ladies, if you're struggling with fight with fighting with fatigue during the day, then you probably need to work on your sleep hygiene. Okay. So here's some habits that you can do. Simple sleep habits to start with before getting too involved in changing your entire routine it's good to just start small. And you know that I'm a proponent of small steps and implementing small change to have long lasting compounding effect. So just change a few habits and upgrade your sleeping environment to start improving your sleep overall. So here are some sleep habits that you can start with. Invest in good sleeping equipment. Okay. Start, with, start out with stop sleeping anywhere but your bed. Get used to turning off the television in the living room and getting off the couch so you can head to your bedroom. Sleeping on the couch might seem restful at some times, but you probably wake up multiple times a night, especially if you leave the TV on. You also want to get a better mattress and bedding if it's a little outdated. Without a doubt, purchasing a comfortable mattress, ladies, can significantly improve the quality of your sleep every night. And having pillows that you are comfortable with or that keep you cool, having, you know, the right amount of bedding on your on your bed depending on if you're a person who gets cold a lot or if you're a person who gets, you know, hot a lot, that all plays a factor. In addition, don't be afraid to place extra pillows in your bed to add the level of comfort that you so desire, okay? It doesn't matter. You know, if you like more, com- com- more pillows than your husband, then add more pillows to your side. It's also recommended to wash all of your sheets and pillows at least once a week to keep allergens and dust to a minimum in your room. Because if you suffer from allergies of any kind, use hypoallergenic bedding materials because this, ladies, can really improve your quality of rest as well. You won't be sneezing as much at nighttime. And even though you don't sneeze, if you have those types of allergies, um, they can get into your sinuses at nighttime and cause you to have not such a great night's sleep. Getting some shut-eye ladies is much easier with the right sleeping equipment in a pleasant environment. The National Sleep Foundation suggest, okay, they suggest that using eye shades, earplugs, blackout curtains, I have those in my room, white noise machines, I don't have that because I like my room to be deadly quiet, humidifiers, essential oils, and other equipment can make a room much more relaxing. Okay. And in next week's episode, I'm going to talk to you about some of the natural things that you can do and things that you can put into your bedroom that are going to help you with sleeping better. So don't forget to tune in next week. The next one is get some exercise. If you want to improve your sleep hygiene, you should consider exercising more. Of course, you know that that's going to be one of my recommendations because multiple studies ladies show that walking, that working out every day, even for 10 minutes can help your body become more prone to better sleep later on. However, avoid strenuous exercise before sleeping at night because it has the opposite effect. It can really build up your endorphins and that can keep you awake. So things to try are some light yoga or simple stretching can help you immensely. If you enjoy cardio, schedule it for a few hours before your normal bedtime. Do it either in the morning or midday or, you know, several hours before you go to bed. Then next, I want you to develop a sleep routine. A great way to ensure that you fall asleep at the proper time every night is to develop a sleep routine before bed. You may want to take a long shower or a hot bath with, with, uh, you know, with some essential oils to release the stress of the day or to help you become drowsy. You can follow up by reading a book that's interesting to you or listening to some peaceful music to prepare yourself to go to sleep. You can also write or meditate to clear your mind of any thoughts that prevent you from going into sleep in a better and a happy way. There's no right way to doing this, ladies. It's just something that you need to keep up with and you need to form a habit, a routine. So next, I want you to aim for eight hours of sleep. On average, many women do well with receiving anywhere from six to eight hours of sleep per night. The exact amount of time for rest varies for each one of us. Once you pinpoint how many hours it takes for you to feel adequately rested and rejuvenated, then you must plan for that accordingly. And what I mean by that is this. If you happen to be a night owl and you like to stay up late because you function better at nighttime and you go to bed, let's say at one or two o'clock in the morning, don't get up at five and set your alarm at five or or plan for a meeting at six or seven or whatever time early. Plan for something in the middle of the day, because if you're going to bed late, you have to sleep in, in order to get those eight hours of sleep. The same thing is in the reverse. If you're a morning person like I am, who gets up at 5 a.m., then I need to be in bed usually by 9, 9.30 in order to get a good seven hours of sleep. If I'm going to get up early, I don't want to be going to bed like, you know, the other way around, go to bed at 12 and then get up at six. That's like only six hours of sleep. It's not enough for most people. Well, I can function on it and most people can function on it. And we tell ourselves lies that we're doing great with it and that we're, we sail on through life, but eventually not getting enough sleep is going to catch up with you. And it can result in a lot of different manifestations throughout your day. Okay. That we don't even think about, we just brush off and say, oh, you know, that's just something that we have to cope with. And we reach for another cup of coffee or, you know, or whatever, or we start drinking alcohol at night to kind of calm us down. So try to get eight hours of sleep, anywhere from six to eight hours of sleep. Okay. And creating a sleep schedule that gives you ample time to get enough sleep is important for your livelihood and for your health ladies. So, you know, just kind of adjust how you have to do this and make adjustments to your time. If you need to wake up early or you need to, or you stay up late. Okay. The next is never eat late at night. Do you know that if you eat too late in the day that your digestive issues can keep you up at night? Okay. Medical professionals, myself included, recommend that you not consume anything past 8 p.m. each night, or you are going to run the risk of your dinner or late night snacking interrupting your precious sleep. Okay. If you chow down on fatty processed foods at weird hours of the night, your gut may experience greater issues such as indigestion. Not only can eating at a decent hour improve your ability to fall asleep, but your body benefits from fewer gastrointestinal issues during the day and during the night. Like I've always said before, you don't want to be digesting. You want to be restoring and rejuvenating. Excuse me. So next is I want you to avoid stimulants. Okay. The division of sleep medicine at Harvard medical school suggests that you should avoid foods that contain caffeine, tobacco, and alcohol. If you want to get a better night's sleep, these chemicals are actually stimulants that can keep you up later at night than normal. If you're looking for a nighttime tea, try chamomile or valerian tea. I happen to love chamomile tea. So how your daily habits dictate your sleep. You may not think that this is true, whether you choose to, or you choose not to each day, how you live each day affects not only your mind, your mental health, but it also affects your ability to relax in the evening. It might sound fun to eat your favorite meal and follow it up with a few drinks, but alcohol is known to affect your sleep. It can feel like you get better sleep after drinking alcohol, ladies, but really, you're never fully rested. This is why you often wake up feeling like you were just hit by a truck and with a massive hangover. And as you get older, it gets harder and harder to get rid of a hangover fast. It takes a lot longer. All right, so developing good daily habits. So I want you to keep in mind that not all habits will seem like they help you with sleep, but ladies, by improving your overall health and wellness, you encourage good sleep at night at the same time. Don't feel like you need to change everything at once. Just one simple change at a time will make a drastic difference. So if you're not sure where to start, just going to go over some of the things that we've been talking about today. So here's some of the things that you can put in that we've talked about and some of the things that are a little bit newer. Shut off your phone and television when you're going to sleep. Okay. The phone can be a big disruptor if it's clicking off during the night. If people happen to be night owls and they're texting you or your their Facebook messaging you or wherever, and your phone happens to ding off on notifications, you do not want your phone to be going off in the middle of the night. If you do use your phone as an alarm, then you, your phone should be put on a dresser that's at least six feet away from your bed, just for the electromagnetic waves. And studies have shown that those can disrupt your sleep as well. Shutting off your television because TV can keep you up not only the noise but the the blue light can also keep you up so shutting off the TV to keep your environment quiet meditate or write in a journal shortly before bed changing your bedding or upgrade to something more comfortable listen to soft music in the evening instead of something that stimulates your mind we've talked about this find more more relaxing quiet activities in the evenings such as reading or taking a bath <clears throat> excuse me add physical activity during the day to increase how tired you are at night. So get a little bit more physical during the day, you know, do more exercise that will help you become a little bit more tired at nighttime. So I just want to go back and I really want to talk just a little bit more touch on the importance of unplugging. One of the best things ladies that you can do for yourself is to unplug at nighttime. This can be hard to do since you're, so all of us, since most of us are so used to and being attached to our phones at all times of the day, but it causes a lot of distractions. If family and friends are bound to contact you at all hours of the night, just to chat, turning off the tech can be a real sleep saver. Like I just mentioned. Okay. Also, like I just mentioned, shutting off your TV will help you to fall asleep faster and it will help you to stay asleep longer because like I said, remember we talked about melatonin. Melatonin increases when light decreases. Melatonin starts to decrease as light is there. So if you've got the TV on and it's bright in your room, you may not get, be getting enough of the melatonin to actually help your body fall asleep, okay? So embrace the idea of a good night's sleep because it can benefit you overall. Not only can the proper sleep improve your work and academic performance, but it can also make you a livelier person to be around, okay? So I want you then to create a nighttime routine, and you know why I talked about morning routines, I talk about routines all the time because I happen to love them. So the same thing is to create a nighttime routine. So have things that your body knows. Start to white, so that the body knows that you're starting to wind down, okay? About one to two hours before you intend to go to sleep, you know, start doing these things. And once you start doing them on a consistent basis, whether it's reading, maybe it's yoga, maybe it's listening to some music or journaling or any of those things that we talked about, if you start to do it one to two hours before you go to bed every single night, your body is going to start to understand and know that it is time to get ready and to go to bed. Okay. Because consistency ladies is the key. The most important thing in your sleep hygiene is to be consistent. The longer you keep up with healthier habits and participate in your nighttime routine, the more effective it is going to be over the long haul to help you improve your sleep. Okay. So choose a bedtime create your nighttime routine from the tips that we talked about, improve your daily habits, those things that you're doing during the day that are going to affect you at nighttime. Okay. And all of these things are going to help you because ladies, reducing all that stuff, caffeine during the day, eating a healthy diet, getting regular exercise, working on reducing your stress and your anxiety, all of those are going to help you to sleep better. And insomnia is one of the number one problems of all people, not just women, but women have a lot of issues with sleep and a lot of younger women are having a lot of issues with sleep because they're feeling stressed out. Okay. Stress leads to insomnia. Insomnia leads to stress. It's this vicious, vicious cycle. So you need to really start working on how you can improve your sleep habits and having a sleep hygiene is just one of those things. So, I hope that you like this episode and that you can walk away with some things that you're going to start to implement tomorrow because these are simple things that we talked about today that anybody can go do. So, if you like the episode, please head on over to iTunes, leave us a rating and review. Also, you can also take a quick snapshot of this issue and post it on your stories, and I'll be sure to repost it on my stories over on the gram, hit us up in a DM over on the gram. Let us know what you like, what you don't like and issues that we can be talking to you about. Head on over to Facebook. If you're a Facebook person and join us in our group at Well Woman Network 360, we'd love to connect with you in all different areas. And we'd love for you to sign up to become one of our VIP newsletter recipients. So head on over to well Woman, well Woman com. And on any one of the pages over on the side or in the bottom, there's a place that you can sign up to get on our VIP newsletter where you will see, where you will receive women's wellness tips, goodies, bonuses, discounts, and whenever we have those, you know, weekly in your inbox. So until then, ladies, may God richly bless your week and bye for now.